It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is Joe Biden says he's on track to win 300 electoral college votes and claim the presidency. Educators, educators warn that growing polarization in Hong Kong society is driving some students to leave the SAR. And the Chinese Manufacturers Association calls for mandatory coronavirus testing as one way to convince mainland authorities to reopen the border. The Democratic challenger for the U.S. presidency, Joe Biden, has said he's going to win the election. In an appearance at his campaign headquarters in Delaware, the former vice president stopped short of declaring victory, but he said the number of votes for him in swing states were clear and convincing. What's becoming clear each hour is that record number of Americans of all races, faiths, religions, chose change over more of the same. They've given us a mandate for action on COVID, the economy, climate change, systemic racism. They made it clear they want the country to come together, not continue to pull apart. The people spoke, more than 74 million Americans, and they spoke loudly for our ticket. Earlier, Donald Trump had warned Mr. Biden against claiming victory in the election, despite having done so prematurely himself. In a tweet, Mr. Trump said legal proceedings against the vote count had only just begun. The BBC's Will Grant has more. Joe Biden is now very close to being considered the president-elect, even if President Trump is certain not to recognize him as such. Instead, his campaign continues to reiterate his unfounded allegations of electoral fraud, saying illegal ballots should not be counted. If Mr Biden maintains his lead in the remaining states, President Trump will only have the legal recourse left open to him, and enthusiasm for that among senior Republicans looks shaky at best. The balance of power in the U.S. Senate won't be known until January. Neither of the two Senate races in Georgia produced a clear winner with more than the, the required 50% of the vote. Here's the BBC's Larry Midol. Both Senate seats here were up for election in this campaign, and they were both held by Republican senators. In one of them, Senator Cody Loeffler is suddenly going to a runoff with Raphael Warnock, the Democratic challenger. And in the other race, David Perdue, another Republican senator, will likely face off in a runoff with John Ossoff of the Democratic Party. And if, this is a big if, if the Democrats pick up both of those seats, it shows up the numbers in the Senate, and if Joe Biden wins, then they have enough to be able to break a tie. Educators have warned that Hong Kong schools are likely to see more students withdrawing for political reasons. Wendy Wong has more. The honorary chairman of the Ada Primary School Heads Association, Cheng Yong Pong, told an RTHK program that some parents are worried about the polarization in Hong Kong society and choose to let their children further their studies overseas or on the mainland. He said the withdrawal rate at the school has risen to 3% this year from the usual 2%. Speaking on the same program, the head of the Wan Chai District Headmasters Conference, Kai Ta-Ching, said more than 10 students had withdrawn from his school since August, with most saying they would study overseas or at international schools. He urged the Education Bureau to closely monitor the trend. The lawmaker representing the education sector, Ip Kin Yun, said the problem has its roots in political and societal factors. A district councillor says he's received complaints that the Continuing Education Fund isn't reimbursing tuition fees for a course that was forced online because of the pandemic. Ben Lam, a Yaoqimong district councillor, says about 10 students who studied the, the Corporate Administration and Secretaryship program at the Yopen University had sought his help. He said that the institution took the course entirely online in February, 
even though the fun requires at least 30% of the teaching to be face-to-face. Miss Chu, a course graduate, says she only found out she's not le- eligible when she applied for the subsidy. She says it's pointless to ask them to go back to school. We all have、um, our job, and it is not easy for us to like enroll the class again. And it is actually a waste of time. And then I think、um, new students from、um, the new coming year, if they like see us like more than a hundred of the former students sitting in the same class as them, I think it will be an uncomfortable issue for them too. Mr. Lam called on people who are encountering the same problem to contact him and warned they might take the matter to the small claims tribunal if it's not resolved. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Bank Le, the CEO of the Chinese Manufacturers Association, has urged Hong Kong, the Hong Kong government, to take decisive action, such as mandatory coronavirus testing, to combat the pandemic, to convince mainland authorities to reopen the border with the SAR. Raymond Young says the resumption of cross-border travel is necessary for the city's economy to recover. Speaking after a radio program, he said the city's retail and catering businesses depend heavily on visitors from the mainland. We need to be able to persuade the other side that we are、uh, having this pandemic under control, and the only way, really, the only way that we can do it, is to have a more massive、um, testing scheme. Uh, which covers, you know, if, if not all, then most of the sectors of the population,、uh, and so that the other side is willing to let its, pe- its people, you know, come to Hong Kong, and that really is, is is the main thing. His call follows comments from the chief executive Carrie Lam yesterday in Beijing that state leaders are not yet ready to allow Hong Kong people to enter the mainland without 14 days of quarantine. Speaking in Beijing, Mrs. Lam said she'd been told that Hong Kong should step up its efforts to stop the coronavirus if it expects a quarantine exemption. The United States has set a third straight daily record for new COVID-19 infections, notching more than 127,000 cases, according to the latest data from Johns Hopkins University. It recorded a daily death toll of 1,149. It's the fourth day in a row with more than 1,000 deaths, a rate not seen since August. France has recorded more than 60,000 new coronavirus infections, its highest daily total since the pandemic began. The health ministry also registered more than 800 new deaths. As cases continue to surge across Europe, the number of intensive care patients in Germany with COVID-19 has doubled in the last 10 days. China has reacted angrily to a decision by the United States to remove a separatist organization in Xinjiang Province from a list of terrorist groups. Washington D.C. said there had been no credible evidence for a decade that the East Turkestan Islamic Movement still existed. The BBC's Will Leonardo reports. Beijing has blamed the East Turkestan Islamic Movement for a number of separatist attacks in the largely Muslim western region of Xinjiang and elsewhere in China. The attacks prompted the authorities to set up a program of mass incarceration of more than a million Uyghur Muslims in internment camps, which Beijing says are education centers. A foreign ministry spokesman says Washington taking the group off the list amounted to the whitewashing of a terrorist organization. An Uyghur campaign group welcomed the decision, accusing China of using an imagined threat to justify. Its actions in Xinjiang. The movement was first added to the list in 2004, with the U.S. in the midst of its war on terror. For sport, football, Southampton are on top of the Premier League for the first time since 1988 after beating Newcastle 2-0. Just over a year ago, Southampton were thrashed 9-0 by Leicester, but they have been transformed under Ralph Hasenhuttl's leadership. 
They stay, their stay at the top is likely to be short-lived and could end tonight. For more on the weekend football action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. The Premier League game we've all been looking forward to is here. 2020 champions Liverpool take on the 2019 champions Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium in a meeting between the two favourites to win this season's title. For City, Gabriel Jesus is available after making a goal-scoring comeback against Olympiacos in the Champions League. Joel Matip could start for Liverpool after returning to the squad, but young centre-backs Nathaniel Phillips and Rhys Williams have both done well alongside Joe Gomez since Virgil van Dijk suffered his serious knee injury. Liverpool lost this fixture 4-0 back in July, just after they'd secured the title. Elsewhere, Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be fearing for his future if they lose to Everton. There's already speculation that his job is under threat after two straight defeats in all competitions. They're way down in 15th in the table after failing to win any of their first four league games at home. Arsenal look to build on their win at Old Trafford last Sunday when they take on Aston Villa, who have lost their last two games, conceding seven goals along the way. And inform Leicester City take on Wolverhampton Wanderers in a meeting between two of the division's dark horses. Golf Sam Burns, a 24-year-old American seeking his first U.S. PGA title, fired a bogey-free 5-under par 65 to grab a two-stroke lead after the second round of the Houston Open. After 36 holes at Memorial Park, Burns was on 7-under 133. Australia's Jason Day, the 2015 PGA Championship winner, and Mexico's Carlos Ortiz shared a second place on 135. To end the news, our top story is once again Joe Biden says he's on track to win 300 electoral college votes and claim the presidency. Educators warn that growing polarization in Hong Kong society is driving some students to leave the SAR. The news from RTHK. Here's some Beach Boys. Across the USA, then everybody be served. Like California, you see them wearing their baggies. We're Archie Sandals too. A bushy, bushy blonde hair, serving USA.
Our hands often touch public items covered with viruses and bacteria. When we touch our eyes, nose or mouth, the pathogens can enter the body. Health is in our hands. To prevent infection, follow the seven hand cleaning steps. Rub hands for 20 seconds. Rinse thoroughly. Dry with a clean cloth or paper towel. If you can't wash your hands and they aren't visibly soiled, use an alcohol-based hand rub. What if our hands get dirty again? Clean them properly. Radio 3. From 1977, reaching number three on the Hot 100. Here's Clapton, Lay Down Sally. Trying all night long just to talk 